welcome to another edition of Matt. Byron, why'd you have to turn on your sound? I didn't even get through the goddamn intro. And all we hear is fucking noise. Are you going to do the intro? Oh, welcome to Masks, Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw L.A. Red. I am joined today. That's, that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Ter- Can, let me try. Let me try. Okay. Welcome okay. to another edition of Masks, Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw L.A. Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the whole show at MMMShow75. That's pretty good. That was decent. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want people finding us on social media and bothering us. That's the problem. Well, I guess that is. I mean, if you don't want to be found, that would get you found. Byron, That's... where the hell are you? Everybody else has like important stuff going on, and you're somewhere having fun. Oh, his mouth's full. Please. Never mind. Moving along. Um, <laughs> Monster Palooza was great. How was Monster Palooza, Casey? Fucking amazing. I got to meet Doyle from the Misfits, fucking WCW star, Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Uh, and where'd Casey go? Oh, shit. Bio oh, I muted him. I'm at the Brooklyn Comedy Festival, and I'm eating. You're at the Brooklyn Comedy Club eating ass? What? I'm eating penis at the comedy club. Like usual. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I has met. It, uh, well, there's an important question we should ask, though. What's has up with it Byron's made hair? you any funnier, Byron? This is important for all of our sakes. His face is funnier. Speak up, Byron. We can't hear you. No, he sounds like he normally sounds right now. He's got too much dick in his mouth. <laughs> all right, look, let me talk about the important stuff. Um, there, look, th- it's been an exciting week in Lucha Underground. Um, we almost didn't do a show this week because we're all very busy people, but now... Um, Actually, I almost didn't do a show because I'm fucking pissed. What the fuck? What? Why would you be pissed? Uh, what would you possibly have to be angry about? Because my champion got fucked, apparently. I don't know. I didn't watch the show uh, because I knew it would make me angry. And uh, so instead, I was at work doing shitty IT crap. So there you go. Okay. Oh, I got scared then. I thought Byron was going to get his dick out or something. No, let's please. Let's hope that never. Oh, I thought that I thought that was his dick. It's his Did face. The ankle. <laughs> oh, look, he's wearing the Rabbit Tribe shirt. What a fucking mark. Oh. Uh... It's okay. Kenny Cross is gonna kill him. It's okay, Byron. Uh, we're gonna, hey, kill the man that brought you to us. Oh. Um. All right. Well, Hi, Byron. I don't have a soundtrack playing where I'm at right now. Oh, we'll we'll think of one for you. We we can <laughs> see one. Oh, you can see yeah. in the background. That's the building. Is this your house? There's wow, that looks like a a total strip club, pervert. Yeah, it looks worse on the inside too. Yeah, they're, that's what that's what she said. They're recording podcasts here, which is ironic because of sort of part of what we're doing. Part of what we're doing? I mean, some people would consider this a podcast, and oh, what we're doing, recording. Is it an adventure? I think at this point. Adventure? Did you call this an adventure, me? Intervention. An intervention so, for you. Why, Byron? We've got we've got something to tell you. I don't know if you know this or not, but we've only been your friend all of this time because you buy us all t-shirts, you pay for the podcast, um, you bring money to every event we go to, five beers. But now that you're in New York and like we don't really see you anymore and the t-shirts have kind of stopped coming and the beers are slowing down, 
Yeah. Um, we've really decided that Meefloaf and Jim are going to permanently replace you as the co-host of the show. And, like, really, maybe you can just fuck off now? Well, I'm, in, I'm literally standing in Greenpoint right now. So me buying you T-shirts will probably never happen again. Can I have money? <laughs> It's, it's all it really the money mark days really are over like all, all joking aside it really is done isn't it <laughs> i don't know we'll see what my next job is if i ever get one no and also we were joking about jim and uh Meef being promoted you will always be our co hi thank you young boys watch my back well if one of them wants to start running the instagram that would help because i haven't been <laughs> Dude, you were doing a great job with that, though. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't know that any of the rest of us could live up to those standards. No, especially because Byron was doing like research and getting like actual information on how to do it good. None of us bother with that shit. Yeah, like our Twitter account is all I can muster sometimes, and I still make Byron do that half the time. Hey, Byron, no, I, um, I just uh, I just on, kicked evil. I gotta, I gotta hmm. do something real quick. All right, we'll do something it. real quick. Mute yourself. Okay, I, I just did it. it. So. Um, no, but uh, I'm, I just got the keys to my new home right now. So within the next Ooh. week, I'll be all moved in, and then I'll be able to step up. And um, and sorry, Neef, you won't be able to take my spot. Well, that's great that you're not homeless anymore. What have you been doing for for food uh, the last couple of weeks? I mean, just wondering. We None of us have any idea. What you might have been doing for food and shelter, or to obtain it, but you can tell us if you want. Hey, Jim, how was PWG? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I only went to uh, nights one and two, but both nights were insane. I heard night two was, or nights one and three, but night two was I heard was insane. I wasn't there, uh, which is unfortunate. But yeah, the all the matches were ridiculously good. Uh, I think it goes without saying that bandito is the breakout star of 2018 uh and hats oh, off to bandito Tom. not not chris candido that is correct did okay. you know that justin used to watch chris candido at ecw when he was younger and would drive three hours each I, way I to go that. see the shows it's weird that he brings it up every week uh Congrats to Jeff Cobb for winning the 2018 Battle of Los Angeles. Hey boy, Cobbs. And then, and then, uh, then very quickly, very quickly saying in a, an interview that he's done with Lucha Underground after this season. So that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Whoops. Spoilers. I half expected him to ask for his release from PWG. <laughs> I uh, oh yeah, so, sounds smart actually. Um, no, uh, it's funny because. Uh, Okay, who's got the crying baby in the background? The city of New York. What's weird is that he talked about in his interview how, as a, as a child, he loved, he loved uh, WWE, and that's what got him into it. But he's making too much money on the indies and, and living his own life. Like In his own words, he works three days a week, and he lives a comfortable life. So, But I got to say, man, I don't – I honestly, at this point – I don't exactly understand why anyone would leave Lucha Underground because it yeah. only takes a month of your life to film and then you just have TV time. Like, if it's keeping you from n another opportunity, I get it. Like, but if you can't give up one month to get some TV exposure that lasts like four months, 
Like unless you've got and and it's also not keeping you off of TNA or AAA or CMLL or like half of the other promotions in the world. Unless you're at Ring of Honor or New Japan or WWE or someplace that won't let you be at Lucha Underground, I almost don't see why you would leave. I honestly think it has to do with the fact that maybe, especially after this past season, that, yeah, it's only a month of your time, but that month kept changing uh, of when it was actually going to happen. Right. Like Originally, originally season four was supposed to take place in uh, October of, what, 2016? Yeah. And then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I think that messes up your, your, your trying to plan around your bookings and... If you're trying yeah. to save one whole month for this, you're kind of missing out on multiple well, bookings. It, it I, I think, I think though, uh, sorry, Justin, but real quick, I think there's a certain caliber of indie talent where that's just the name of the game and you book them at your own risk. And the, like, in that caliber is the guys who get booked at PWG. PWG pulls people off cards all the time. They get a little bit of shit for it, but it's also like you understand and it's the name of the game. and. Well, they'll also do their best to replace them with somebody of equal caliber, you know. Typically. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes right. they'll bring in someone really cool in very short notice, and it's kind of awesome when it happens. So now, now people don't just be like, "Oh, fuck that." They'll be like, "Oh, who's the awesome replacement?" Too. No, PWG cool. will book someone. You know, they you know they book relatively last minute. Uh, you know, you could book out your dates with MLW or any number of organizations that have their shit together up to like six months to a year in advance, but then PWG wants you in BOLA, you're going to do BOLA and cancel your other dates. You know? Right, but imagine if you are if you have as many dates as Jeff Cobb. Yeah. And, you, and you, you're like, okay, well, Lucha's going to be filming in October. All right, well, that's a month of bookings I'm not going to take. And then all of a sudden, they end up shooting in february and you have a month full of bookings it's not going to look good it's like hey everyone i have to shoot lucha underground i'm going to cancel four weeks worth of bookings which is like 18 shows yeah that sucks i I mean i'm assuming i mean i i think the long layover was really shitty and ruined a lot of trust in the company that you're trying to work for from the employee point of view i'm hoping that they're a lot more consistent and Right, but uh, you say company, but Lucha Underground is not a company; it's a production. So, and, the, well, well, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, there, there's the LLC, which is a company, and then there's El Rey, which is a network, and then there's MGM, which is a production company, and then there's Lucha Underground, which is the product of those three entities as a TV show. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, I mean, strictly in the in the sense that you're using it as the right. um, as your empo- your employer, and you trust your employer to pay you for the day's work that they say they want you to work and hey, um, and that that Casey, really came through. This just mm-hmm. in, um, your Lucha Underground champion um, Marty the Moth Martinez is at a show right now, but may try to jump on here in a little bit. So hopefully we can get Ooh. Marty to come in and just uh, so we can congratulate him if nothing else. Is he Casey is, has a special congratulations for him. No, I'm actually, you know what, I fuck around, but I'm happy for the guy. Uh, I, all of my hatred is for Krista Joseph. Um, 
<laughs> oh, great! Now you we still, we still follows Casey on on Twitter. Casey, you gotta you gotta give DJ a break, man. He's just doing the best he can, and I think he's doing phenomenal. You know, Byron, he's not gonna follow you. Yeah, 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 yeah. that sounded like a blowjob, Byron. That listen, like doing, listen, he's let's... doing the best job he can. You I don't know, know where we're shooting on DJ. I think Marty the Moth Martinez is, in fact, one of his most creative names. Yeah, he made him the champ to prove to you that he does come up with names. Beyond Big Bad Steve, and, and I and I hope, I hope uh, Jake Strong. I hope Marty the Moth thanks his lucky stars that his name wasn't uh, Crazy Martin at this point. Well, he was going to be a magician, right? Mad Marty. Yeah. No, I mean I I think the whole Marty win is phenomenal, and I think you know we got to see how how it goes because we just got a glimpse of Marty after a break, but. He's he's homegrown lucha underground talent. He is, yeah. he is, and I think that's part of it. I mean, he he paid his dues, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Hopefully, we get him on for a few minutes. Um, but speaking of Marty's, and speaking of people who are no longer going to be with Lucha Underground, um, Jeff Cobb was not the only person that announced that he probably isn't going to be returning to Lucha Underground. Corey Elias, um, apparently has asked for his release from Lucha Underground and been granted it as well. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Friend of the show, Marty Elias? Yes, friend of the show, Marty Elias. So, ah, um, okay. Uh, apparently, it's there's no bad terms there or anything, uh, anything bad going on. He just uh, he's asked for his release. I think he's got some other stuff going on. And, uh, you know, the, the company line over there is that Marty is welcome to come back whenever he wants. But if he would like his release, that it has been granted to him. So, uh, congrats on being released, if that's what you're hoping for, Marty, and good luck in all your future endeavors. I'm interested to know what those future endeavors may be, because there are definitely some rumors out there that have been swirling since uh, he said yeah. that. Um, you know, we've seen on WWE TV uh, that Shawn Michaels is very much back in the mix, and uh, there's been a lot of speculation that Marty might have something going on there. Um, yeah. We also know that he uh, he works on Glow and he has some connections over there. So I don't know if he's got some TV stuff going on. Ooh, and uh, Justin, refresh our memory. What what famous Shawn Michaels match that we're all thinking of right now did Marty referee? Uh, uh, Chris Jericho. The, the inward taker one was that it? No, no, it's just the Undertaker. Oh, the real the oh the and, real guy. And he did the Jericho match. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, the, oh, I love that so, Jericho match. I mean, yeah. it would, was he still the undertaker before he was half dead? He's already dead. He's the undertaker, you fuck. I thought well, he was undead. How do you ride a motorcycle when you're dead? I mean, Casey, very jacket. carefully. Very carefully. Casey, if the undertaker is already dead, why does he look so old? Because dead people, rot, dead people rot, you racist. Jesus Christ. He's never aged a day in his life. <laughs> it's interesting. You bring up, it's interesting you bring up racism in Mark Calloway in the same sentence. Was that in the same sentence? Were those two things really in the same sentence, me? <laughs> he likes guns, that's all I'm saying. Meef is very anti the even slight... Uh, hint of racism, by the way. He's very, very liberal in advance for one of those Brexiters over there. Wait, oh, yeah. oh, wait hold yeah. on a second. Creepy John Waters mustache. What <laughs> hey, is he's that a... thing on your face? What did hey, you fall in? He is matching his fire pro character that Byron made. Good uh, lord. Holy guy, folks, what is going on here? Do, do, they, do they use the word 
Do they use the word come catcher in England? Uh, I guess that's they do now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's baby. Amazing. Well, congratulations on puberty, Meatloaf. It looks good on you. We're yeah. So you finally made it. Yeah, you, it just, rem Friday. just remember, Meath, it's not a mustache. It's a flavor saver, baby. Do you, uh, should, we, should we ask the chat room for um, for helpful hints and tips? I'm pretty sure there's no one else as, in the chat room. As, as he's about to, or maybe people should just tweet, I've, got, I've had too many at, tips. That's why it's like People this. should tweet at MMM Show 75 uh, because I'm pretty sure if Neef is going through um, puberty now, that there's there's not going to be anyone to give him you know the speech. Hey, oh, Byron, what, what's the menopause like? So it would be great if our friends on Twitter could help give me the speech about the birds and the bees or whatever else he should be concerned with. Like, uh, are we the only people in the chat? Are we no. the only ones talking I'm to ourselves? Sure, I'm pretty sure no one yeah. is in the chat. Well, we absolutely didn't advertise that we were going on today. We're a day late. I told one person. Mark Mania, no, we're on. And, I told 440 people, and by and, that I mean my follow Twitter and, followers. And, well, and I also oh, moved the right. session from yesterday when it said we were supposed to be. Doing <laughs> more wait, 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 wait! Do I have double the Twitter followers than Jim? What the fuck is wrong with you people? I have three times the amount of followers than Jim. Uh, What's going on here? Oh, oh, someone's fancy. <laughs> yeah, but there's certain qualifications to be one of Jim's followers. A, yeah, you have to be a female. lady person. B, you have to be pretty nice and outgoing and friendly. C, you have to be hot. And then Jim will approve upon further review your request to be his friend. Well, you know what? I am two of those three things, and he still will not accept my application. And I've tucked my wiener between my legs every time I talk to him. Oh, God. Buffalo. Stop it, Buffalo. Would you fuck me, Jim? I'd fuck me hard. Oh, yeah. Well, back to the news. The, the last thing I was talking about was uh, the, the the Jeff Cobb, Marty thing. Um, I think they're completely different scenarios, I'm going to guess, on um, why they're both exiting. And who knows, by the end of the season, we may see more exits. I don't know. I'm yeah. still trying to figure out what happened with Carly, uh, you know, with Katrina. She's dead. Well, I know, but she like, did she want out? What was the reason? I have no idea. Carly's yeah. not she a person that I talk to regularly, so I don't know. And I know that there was talent that was surprised by that, that had no clue that there was any kind of exit for Carly because they didn't see her doing the vignettes. That was it's, the rock in the hand. it's weird with her character, though. I mean, does it necessarily mean that she's gone? I don't know. But well, did, last did, last time she did was she have the the rock. The rock was falling no, is next rock? to her. I don't think it was actually in her hand, was it? No, she gave it back. It no yeah, it was in her hand. No, because he gave he gives it back to her at the end, right? Yeah. Can yeah. You, so when she falls, we, he's in her hand. Guys, she, I don't. He might I don't be wanna, back. I don't want to make like you know a non-timely type of comment, but that's that's she spent so much of her time and effort to get this ability to be human and mortal again, right? Like. That was her main goal. She had a good thing going. Well, but now she's proved that she's human. I mean, it's the ultimate. Way yeah, but so, Byron, so, didn't so, I say uh, that being human is bullshit and to stick being a fucking immortal vampire ghost? Didn't I say that on the show multiple fucking times? Better. Yeah, yeah. It's, Coming it's from like, the guy who's just at Monster Palooza all weekend. Exactly. Pet symmetry, Casey. Pet symmetry, I need the impression. Sometimes that is better. 
Oh, God, that was a bad one. Uh, sometimes. Uh, I can't do it right now. What's wrong wow. with you? Oh, God. What we I, have here I, is failure to imitate. Oh, sometimes dead is fucking better. <laughs> Price but, check on a course. Oh, God. Uh, uh, there we go. But guys, she spent so much time and effort to get her, her humanity, and then the first thing she does with it is dies. Well, Does that seem like a smart investment every time? It's proof of concept. It's proof of concept. <laughs> well, right. she she had to have let Mill fuck her at least once, right? Like, otherwise, that's just me. Pasquale? Yeah. I don't know. With a name like Pasquale, she might have passed. Yeah. Does she call him Quali? Quali. Quilimoto. Or Gilbert. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> this episode of Lucha Underground. Um, it had some things. There were some things. Some things happened to some things, and some people happened to some people and things. It was really good. Um, I don't know that... It, I mean, like, if you read the spoilers, this was definitely one of the the most spoiled spoilery episodes because a lot happened actually yeah. in the temple that, uh, that information did get out. So a lot of people knew that this was coming a lot didn't but it was still surprising nonetheless Some, someone leaked this episode's results maybe within five minutes of the show ending well yeah i mean this yeah. is the kind of thing though like if you're the kind of person that's gonna leak results you are gonna walk out of there like oh my god i got the inside goods on some, some things because nobody, like, nobody in the room was expecting it we literally had um Marty the Moth on this show the day before this happened. We and did. I talked to him off the air for quite a while. No clue that this was going to go down. No, oh, he kayfaves you. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't he think he even knew. He might not have known. He might not have known. He knew. He knew. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't know it was specifically going to happen, he knew that it was, he had to have known that it was in the plants because he specifically, uh, was altering this character he was trying to with dj change the path from that comic right. character he's like the comedians aren't world champions and he said that on the show mm -hmm. that day we had no clue he told us basically the whole path to what he was doing go back and watch that episode i'll post a link to it guys but if you go back and watch that episode like mere minutes before he's going to the temple to go and do this whole thing he's talking to us about like the fact that he wanted to change his character. He didn't want to be comic relief. He didn't want to do what Joey Ryan was doing or some of those other people. He wanted to take a, a more serious twist on it. He also wanted to do more serious matches with some of the Lucha Libre guys and 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 bump hard and do some strong style stuff with some of those characters. So, um, hey, goal achieved, wish fulfilled. Yeah, um, but I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the the unforgotten part of this because we're still gonna get to that. We're gonna get to more Marty stuff, but. Please do not sleep on new zombie Phoenix Dark or whatever the hell he is. That match with Aerostar was fucking greatness. Everything that Phoenix is doing with this character is perfect to me. Like, you guys think Penta was good at being a Rudo. I think this version of Phoenix is the best version of Phoenix you're going to ever get, period. And it's the only place you're going to get it, so like it while you have it. Well, this Phoenix, uh, sorry, thanks for muting me, Jim. There's, uh, there was a gentleman driving in a car with the loud stereo a little bit earlier, and this was a baby in like a Hot Wheels thing. Also, I, with the loud stereo. I, I just want to point out to our listeners but, that Byron doesn't know the difference between the Hot Wheels and the Power Wheels, and I'm very Power embarrassed wheels. right now. Power Wheels, whatever. Anyway, 
Uh, no, I just want to say real quick that when we were talking about how Phoenix, I think Phoenix is the best wrestler luchador in the world right now. I, I mean, personally, I think he's better than Pentagon. This is the presentation of him that I think is better. This, like, yeah. So I agree with you. Like, this is the best that we're gonna get of him. I saw. Or this is the best we're gonna get. Coming off of the taping, so like I said, things ended in April. And he was doing the um, he came out when he came out in the Venom gear. They he switched from being all oh, nice little Phoenix. He went backstage and then came out giving the whole walk like he did on Lucha Underground. Went into that role for the weekend. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I I hope that he knows that role is a good fit for him. I hope that he knows that you know this zombie death phoenix thing is straight fire well he and probably has a shit too he's got to love it because he doesn't have to sell as much he doesn't mm -hmm. have to bump his heart everyone will tell you being a heel is way better than kicks. being a fucking baby face and he gets to he knock people's kicks. fucking heads off and they have to like yeah. it and appreciate it because he's how awesome is that how, sorry how awesome is that spin kick Oh dear lord! <laughs> you mean the spin kick where he doesn't um, do anything but send it in hard? <laughs> it's fucking! It's full legit spinning heel kick. Yeah, it's awesome. You just straight up just John Claude Van Damme's a dude in the face. Well, but see, and here's the, here's the reason why this week's match is great because he can do that with guys like Phoenix or with Aerostar and guys like Dragon Azteca and he could do that with Daga if he wanted to. You can't do that shit with everybody. You know, there's going to be some wrong guys to do that to. He's going to spinning heel kick, you know, Kevin Cross one day and then Cross is going to legit inside leg kick him and put him out of his misery. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain people that he's going to not want to do that with. But, Speaking you know, other which, guys... Byron's going to get killed tonight. Oh, yeah. Where are there's you going, a, Byron? There's a hit out on him. No, there's, um, a hit, there's a hit on me. Me, is tweeting at, at uh, Mr. Cross about murdering me again. Hey, uh, you're wearing the shirt. That's an invitation for Kevin Cross to kill you at this point. Cash has been put down. I have wired the money. <laughs> it's on. Well, and he still has a briefcase. He can cash in at any time. And he, he knows wants. about New York. Yeah. Yeah, he might get your your briefcase of cash mixed up and end up trying to fight Phoenix for the Mega Championship. Campion. 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 Right. See, you know my favorite. Basura. Oh, God, I love Jeff Jarrett. Basura. Oh, amazing. My forum smashed Jeff Jarrett. By the way, I haven't been on since then. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett was walking behind me, and I turned around and just forearmed him and sent him flying. Where was that at? Was, was that at that show? It. Yeah, it was. It was a, a English wrestling media con. Oh. It had like Dave fucking Meltzer the prick, um, and that he's such a boring bastard. And he kept on just telling everybody how really hard he works for everybody. He's like, yeah, Dave, if you have to tell fuck all, um, <laughs> and yeah, Jeff Jarrett was there. Pat Patterson was there. Um, people were looking to. That was quite interesting one night. But yeah, I just forearm smash. Um, did did you did you yell "Oh, you cunt" when you did it? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> no, I apologize because I didn't realize who it was. So if it was just like some little girl or something, you would have just kept walking. Is that what you're yeah, telling no. us? No, no, I would apologize <laughs> to a little girl. But when I, when I realized, well, I didn't realize it was Jeff Jarrett. I was, <laughs> but I, I then got a mark picture with him, so you know. And then he says, "Don't piss me off." <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I had to because I had my Phantasma shirt on, and I wanted to see what he said about Phantasma. So. The Air shirt is Basura! Basura! <laughs> they probably just no-sold it all together would be my guess. No, no, no. no. no he, he, was, he was like, oh, my off. God. Like, he was good. He said he didn't know it was going down. Um, He's like, put he your mask like, back on, you ugly bastard. <laughs> Casey's not talking to Biden. I didn't know the Cavernario was Phantasma this whole time. Holy shit, man. It's Mexican Jon Snow. <laughs> it's Mexican Jon Snow. That's amazing. I, um, I, I, I don't I don't I don't watch shows for nerds. Uh oh. sorry. Uh You're uh, not a fan of face melting dragons. Anyway. So, uh, I just don't have HBO, and I'm jealous. I'm sorry. I, I ha I, I'm going to keep raving about this Phoenix character until it gets fucked up. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully he's returning in Season 5 to Lucha Underground whenever the DJ, fuck that happens. DJ, give it a week. But okay, yeah, a yeah. Thank you for saying it before I did, Meath, because I was going to say it. God damn it. He, he if got you like it, he'll kill it. Why don't, hey, guys, why don't, why don't you all – I can't do it, but why don't you all tweet to DJ right now and be like, hey – uh, why don't you do Phoenix, it yourself? Why can't Dark, you do it? Dark Phoenix should be. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa! No, you do not call it fucking trademark. Do not call him Dark Jim. 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 He wants to call him Dark Phoenix. God damn it, Byron! You should know better. What Jesus fucking him? read a fucking comic book, Byron! You piece of <laughs> shit. Nightwing. To be fair, uh, the Phoenix Saga is one of the most things in the world. I mean, granted, it's spelled differently, but still. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What are Zombie Phoenix? Yeah, you can spell it correct. There you go. That works. Zombie Phoenix should be champ. Is what everyone should tweet DJ. Also, you should tweet DJ and tell him his headphones suck. Well, we once we so, once so said Phoenix Z O M. We once said that Marty the Moth deserved to run at the top. I don't know if we said specifically champ, but we definitely said run at the top, and uh, that one came true. But, yeah. you know, knowing our track record on this show, he's probably just going to get killed off now. So we'll see how his run at the top. He's goes. already dead. Well, he's a fucking zombie. Well, no, I'm talking about well, Marty. Marty. Oh, Marty, shit. Yeah, yeah. Black widows eat moths. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, I mean, so let's, get, let's, let's, well, let's move along then. So uh, Dragon Azteca Jr., or sometimes referred to as El Dragon Azteca Jr. Um, Friend zoned Azteca Jr. Oh. Yeah, like he, came he came running at the smell of Melissa Santos again. I love again. you, Melissa. Uh, if I save you, you'll love me. I will have sex and have babies. This I will give you, you, will give you rug burn with my chin beard, Melissa. Don't, Would you don't like me? a cherry mackerel tart? The girl is <laughs> nice, yo. Look, the girl is nice, yo, but stop getting it twisted, y'all. I brought you flowers from the you know what? I'm alive. Would you rather Sorry. have sex with a living man, Melissa? Mm. The girl is trouble. Stay away from. I've me. got a real penis with real blood. My penis doesn't have worms coming out of it, Melissa. Terrible things have happened on this show, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh, well, guys, it was it was fun being with you on the last episode of MMM Show. Uh -huh. Oh. <laughs> So it's it's nice that we're all gonna be banned from the temple. Oh, uh, the chat is saying this is so funny. <laughs> no, they're not. You're the only one who's looking He's at the, the chat, one in so the you chat. Can say whatever so you want. Saying that. No. <laughs> That's literally the last thing that was said in the chat. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. Actually true. Anyway, so what I was saying was uh Dadge catches a beatdown, uh yeah. which he told me to do. <laughs> and then uh 
and then uh, what's his face? The Papa guy, the the dude with the bull cane, comes out and says something that sounds a little like, um, uh, either you can fight or I'm just gonna take your belt. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Justin. Uh, you see, you may have came here to fuck the girl who fucked at the dead man, but you are here to fight in my temple that loves the violence and also loves the sex with the dead people. And it is her right to fuck her dead boyfriend because my boyfriend's back is my favorite movie. I have it on Blu-ray. I have it on Laserdisc. And every time I watch it, I get a colonic from beautiful, beautiful women. Do you know what a colonic is, Justin? Yes. It's when you get the sheet sucked out of your ass. Ring the bell. <laughs> and then Marty the Moth gets his, gets his match that he paid for, his Gift of the Guidals title match. I was very surprised that Antonio accepted last week the same amount that Mariposa had paid for her Gift of the Gods match. I thought that there would be a little bit of inflation right off the bat. Like, never Well, you know something, thing. Justin. They were very smart in the Moth family because they gave me the exact price of one deluxe colonic from Beautiful, Beautiful Women. <laughs> okay. I, there's nothing I can do with that. There's nothing I can do with it. So, after a deluxe colonic from Beautiful, Beautiful Women, Antonio makes the match. Marty goes in there, and it's not entirely a squash. Marty does not uh, just win outright and easily. He does have a, a, actually a very, very good match with, with Dadge. So you're saying him. you liked my match, Justin? Yes, I think you book very, very good matches, Antonio. I make the best matches when I have no sheath in my ass. Right. Well, because you make the best matches when you don't have to strike matches. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> they have been doing a really good... Um, job this season no. of building up Dragon and Sega Jr. with this run and I do appreciate how they gave him the out with the Phoenix beatdown and the competitive match even though they're taking the belt off of him it, it's know? like they made him look great match wise but they made him look like a complete punk bitch fucking personality wise yeah. is the well, issue I have with it yeah. and so but, what do you do with him now is the real question I mean I, I love what they created how but where do you go? At the end of the day, he was trying to stick up and help out his friend and his friend's relationship. Fuck someone but, else's girlfriend. Or that yeah. too. But yeah. Aerostar brought He's back He's praying on a weak woman. He's praying. But Aerostar brought back a zombie that's now destroying everyone in the temple. Who's... You know, who do we judge more? Do you uh, know to, who, to do you fair, know who preys on someone? Exactly a predator. Of well, Justice League. I think it's I think it's fair to say were, that it was unintentional. If you look I, at I, who, the god of uh, time travel <laughs> in Mexican uh, culture, it it might give you a hint as to what Aerostar might be up to. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm he's uh, so I'm saying. Okay. He's. Uh, I'm not going to but butcher the name. He's dressing up as a beautiful, beautiful woman to give colonics. Was <laughs> Brenda? First of all. I don't know if you officially consider Oscar de la Hoya a Mexican. He's of Mexican descent. Hey, hey, wait, wait. 
I got that. But why, why, why didn't everyone else get Sometimes that? you just put it no. out there and see what no, no, happens, no. Casey. Sometimes you just let it go and see where it goes. Stay tuned to the MMM Show Twitter account where you will see what this reference is. Oh, oh my God. We'll send you some pictures, Byron, that you're oh, not yeah. going to want to see. Just, no, I know. Yeah. I know just exactly search, exactly search exactly De La Hoya, Cueto, uh, High Heels, Colonic, and see what you come up with. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's the top pictures for De La Hoya anyway at this point. Yeah. Um, when I got to talk about him later too, because I, I feel like President. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the fix was in on that Triple G Canelo fight. I now. want oh. to say hello to Brian Cervantes in the chat. I think you may be the only person not currently on the show in the chat room, Brian. Brian. Hello, sir. What up, B? Um, so uh, where was I going here? Oh, so then, yeah. did we get the cross promo after that? Yeah, so Marty Elias yeah, yeah. is the new and new Gift of the Gods champion. Uh, Well-deserved to Marty, Mar- the, Moss. Marty the, Moss the Moth. Marty the I'm sorry. You know, Marty's, Marty's are Marty's. Um, Martin Casals. But no, I don't. I don't even try pronouncing that shoot name. I still don't know. I think it's. I think it's Sauce. I don't. I don't know. Cassius. Cassius Clay. Casayas. I've heard Casayas. It's oh, Casayas. Huh. I've heard Casayas. Yeah, yeah, to, 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 to say the name correctly. Marty Couscous. Oh, 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 oh. Anyway, was this what I really didn't like about it was that it was so short. I wish it was about the whole show and every show for the past. Four wait, weeks. wait, you thought the cross promo was too short? I was thinking, sitting there watching it going, oh, my God, cross should not even wrestle anymore. He should just go be an actor. He's got yeah. more lines in this one segment than anyone has had in the whole run of the show. No, but I think Byron's point is that he wanted to see him do this for a whole hour, which, yeah. fuck yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was more um, Rabbit Tribe vignettes. I, I'm inter- <laughs> I can't wait to see in-ring stuff, but this... Well, does this mean we're amazing. actually going to get him in-ring now, finally? I mean, the season's almost freaking over. Well, if we could trust... Um, London to be able to get him back and not get lost on the way back. Um, I mean, London's no Jack Evans. London actually has and answers a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully next week, maybe? I don't know if it's going to be next week or two weeks or what, but it looks like the oh, uh, teleportation check. has happened and he's coming up the rabbit hole. He's uh, tired of living underground and you, you know I, I just drove by a place i think it's a bar that's in chatsworth called the rabbit hole and the sign's upside down and you guys know what i'm talking about no nope. it's not like roscoe it's called the rabbit hole but it's All totally right, well, different that's... no he goes to the manhole bro completely different oh yeah that's that's yeah. a different rabbit hole altogether that I, and the blue oyster club do you think he gets a few thumpers through the uh, hole so yeah. See, see, Jim got my police academy reference. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Goddamn right. Wait, I gotta go down my notes. So Jeff Cobb, Marty Elias, Marcus. So it was, it was really great. But I also really love cross promo. How- We're talking about the cross promo still, right? Cross- yes. Yeah. How about, how about the character that he's playing? Because he's doing Killer Cross. Wait, stop! What, are, what is this character that yeah, you speak of? Why, why do you think no, it's a character? No, I'm not even talking that's about breaking kayfabe here. I'm talking about the fact that. Evan Cross is legitimately a psychopath that probably no, lives underground. But yeah, and holds a big staff and asks people to murder each other with it. 
But have you what, seen the kind of videos he puts together? Yeah, Just like the what, kind of stuff that he likes people to see him doing is but, unacceptable to small children and most women. I was getting into it, though, because his presentation everywhere else is more along the lines of the Killer Cross character, where he will yell at you and flex every muscle in his face until you think his head is going to explode. Then he picks you up and drops you on your head, and he's just a big violent outburst. And this is such a restrained, restrained version of that. And it's even his speech patterns, the way he talks and pauses. Is Dude, different. that would, you know what? And if he made a shirt that said, I'm just a big violent outburst. And then on the back it said Killer Cross. I would buy the shit out of that shirt. Yeah. But I think I think the main reason for that is honestly he had a lot of input in this. Like when he's trying to make money and paychecks out on the indies, he's got to portray a certain thing that's easy to book for the night. Yeah. Even, even in Impact, they're kind of going with that version, and I think that that is. I'm not. It's not low hanging fruit because I think he's still doing a very high level version of that. But at the same time, I think that you know. We've talked to the guy. He's been on the show before. You see how he does his normal thing is more of a slow burn in reality where he's friendly. He's jovial. He's almost comical at times. And then when he turns on you, it's not an outburst. It's a like, oh, fuck. He just went to a dark ass fucking place. I don't so, want so, to be anywhere near this guy now. So pro tip, don't piss Kevin Cross off. Don't piss Killer Cross off. I'm sorry, don't yeah. be pissed for me saying Kevin. Don't even know what's going to do it. He'll be cracking a joke with you about, you know, something in Natural Born Killers, and then all of a sudden he'll look at you like, no, I really do want to kill you. And you're yeah. like, ah, what the fuck? I don't know I, what I did. See, you haven't found the unifying power of Sid. Just, okay. just, talk, just talk Sid with him and you'll not, you'll not get killed. I like immediately yeah. I go to like Japanese wrestling or like, you know, Pancration or, you know, yeah. something, you know, talk violent. Something mm -hmm. violent that has nothing to do with violence on me. You know, I, I'm having some, I'm having some issues. I'm having some issues with Pancrase. Maybe you can help me with Justin. Maybe. It seems like a lot of people, you know, talk about how some of the fights were works, but it seems like everyone just says the matches I lost were works and the ones I won were shoots. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. That's part of the appeal. Yeah, yeah. Because I just, uh, I was just watching Minoru Suzuki tap out Ken Shamrock, you know, it was pretty fun. Well, but that's part of, that was part of how they got big talent in there was the fact that no tough guy had to really give up his tough guy status to do it. Until they were in a big fight, and then they had to... But nobody maybe. knew if the fights were works or, or shoots. So it didn't matter. No matter what, at the end of the match, you could still have your bragging rights to say you were the baddest dude around. Because, oh, yeah, no, no, I had to put that guy over. That one was a work. Or you could be like, yeah, I'm shooting the baddest motherfucker alive because I... But I mean, you know, dudes were face slapping each other. See, this is this is why we need to uh, this is why we need to create our own promotion why? and have that kind of uh, like, hey I'm man, if I'm wearing a monster mask, it doesn't fucking matter if I lose, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if we need to go that far. All right, so anyway, the cross the cross promo. I keep saying the cross promo. That's a that's a whole cross other promo. Thing. The cross promo was uh, awesome, and again, you know, I feel like. Maybe they shot all of Kevin's promos in a day, but they're all awesome. Like, I hope they spent like eight hours just making a ton of these. I hope there's a metric fuck ton more of these, but I don't know that there is because they kind of teleported out of that place. 
And so plus, we only have like what, like five or six episodes left now. Yeah, I think I think six, down to six maybe. It depends on how much they broke up Ultima Lucha this year, because I oh, felt yeah. like Ultima Lucha this year was really just the last day. I don't feel like the day before is going to be used as any type of Ultima Lucha event. No, I, I remember going thinking day. that it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like three tapings. And then we're like, oh, no, it's only the one day. Yeah, it's only really just the one day. So I feel like that's probably a double episode only this time instead of although it, it did feel like three days when we were there it was freaking long because you're you're you're, you're every blow-off match for the whole season happens at ultima lucha i'm not going to give you any more than that but yes every feud that is going in lucha underground gets dealt with by the end of the season um you know some of those feuds may linger on and keep going or may have new twists and turns and not just be completely blown off but everyone gets a match involving their their feud that some of which are picking up now and some of which are long established. Anyway, um, Penta, Cuerno, Mill, short. Uh, a lot of people were a little disappointed by that. I remember live thinking that it was okay. It wasn't. Hey, uh, it's only my three favorite people in a match together, but hey, let's let's make it two minutes long. But it's I okay. believe they all yeah. almost all wrestled earlier that same day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did with the way that these tapings were set up. Jeez. Yeah, this was like they had all wrestled at at 5 or 6 p.m. and then they were wrestling again at like 9 p.m. I thought, um, yeah, I also thought it was real short, but I thought it was really cool um, how Pentas or Pentagon Dark's mask got ripped and Luchador's faces, but just... The, the way that it was ripped, you could see his eyes and the facial expressions with the partial makeup on. I think, I thought that was really cool. I thought that really helped with the selling, which is hard to do for Bustro Pod when you're wearing a mask. Had to grab a fucking Steve Weiser. Actually, it's not a Steve Weiser. It's a Shasta Tiki Punch. Hey guys, I gotta, I gotta sign off. My earbuds just turned off. Well, you sound better when it turned off, but... Yeah. You can't hear us anymore, can you? Yeah. Hey, Byron. Byron, if you're a fucking asshole, don't say anything. No, this I'm not. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> Too late. Too late. Well, your microphone on your phone compared to your earbuds actually sounds a lot better, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I don't know if. I don't think my earbuds were meant for that purpose. You know, I think uh, I think if I was a mugger, I would mug the shit out of Byron right now because he's not aware of his surroundings. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's openly telling everybody how much he's got laid on him. <laughs> They're like, no, nah, this dude this dude looks like he doesn't have a place to live right now. I'm just going to walk around. I don't think this is the weirdest thing happening in this neighborhood right now. That building behind you looks fucking dope, dude. No, it looks like a, a cross between a mausoleum and a... Bar Mitzvah factory. Sound, sounds like a party. What? The, um, all the rooms inside. A Bar Mitzvah factory. Yeah. There's a bunch of people, though. I don't know. There's a show I want to go to at 8. You go um, to a lot of a lot of shows. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this time of the year. Also, I don't have a home to go to, so it's like I got to find a place to sit down with air conditioning. Anyway, it was a good match. It was short. Um, but, yeah. Marty's the champ. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't even get to that part yet, but... Yeah, spoilers, dick. Fuck. Jesus. What Typical part were we at? Byron. The part right before that? Yeah, the, the three-way before he cashed in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, what, anybody have any thoughts on the match? I mean, it wasn't a ton of a match. It wasn't. There was nothing bad that happened in it, and there were some great spots, but... Yeah. You know, if there was three guys, I'd want them to make a whole episode out of them having a three-way match. It would be those three guys. So. Yeah. But I think that that was kind of the swerve, was to say that that's what they were doing and then not be what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you put it where you put it on the cards, you think it's going to be a long match. That, that does make sense. I mean, and, it, and the, the weird thing about it is the fact that, you know, again, they have this hour-long show, so the element of surprise is a little bit blown, whereas, like, if it was a pay-per-view or WWE event, the element of surprise at the end wouldn't have been weird, but everyone's looking at the clock going, uh, it's, you know, 8.51. Mm-hmm. Why is the match just end? Like, clearly something is about to happen. Yeah, but then you you still get an element of surprise for the middle match then that you won't have for the end. So there's some there's right. some surprise, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like there I'll, was a system. I'll be honest with you, lads. As soon as I watched last week's episode, I knew that he was going to win it and cash it in this week. Wait, so I, I, no Meef, did you just try to wipe off your mustache? I mean, I know it looks like dirt, but I think that's yeah. actually hair. He drew it on with a pencil. I don't think that's going to rub off like that. I feel like, you know. Yeah. I'm just excited that we got John Waters to do our show. I think it is so creepy weird how much like John Waters he really does look. Well, one thing that Lucha does have going for it is that they often or they can close on a vignette. And sometimes it's like 30 seconds after closing. And sometimes it's like that full on rabbit tribe scene. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I thought that this was cool too. um, here with with uh, Penta and Marty. So obviously um, we get the announcement from what's his face, Papa Cueto, that the extra money that Marty the Moth gave him last week is going to buy him a rule change or has made him reconsider uh, one of Dario's rules, which was that you have to give a week's notice. That's on- that's what happens when you throw in the money for the reach around on the colonic, Justin. <laughs> yes. So what hey, thanks, happens? Thanks, Casey, for that. What happens is you are allowed to change <laughs> oh, the rules, sorry. but this rule was never established in Antonio's temple. Um, there was never any point in time where that rule was hard and fast. I don't think with Antonio and he's actually there, there was, but they already threw it out once because he let Pentagon, uh, do the title right away too. So I think it's just violence. I think rules above all other rules. So if he feels like he wants someone to get beat up, he'll, you yeah. know, he can break cannon or whatever. Well, I mean, you know, I think that this was a time he felt that maybe a new champion could be elevated or that it was easy money and Pinto would just beat him up and uh, he would just get paid. <laughs> I mean, Antonio, I think, doesn't really care. He had a match, there was violence, and he got money. Yeah, he's a businessman. Smart. He's a good promoter. And then it uh, raises the stakes for the next time. Other but uh, good promoter would uh, promote the fight and get paid for the fight. Now, here's where I have to apologize. I have to personally apologize to uh, Chelsea Green, um, a.k.a. whatever the fuck that person was that crawled out from under the ring. Um, her spider, bl- Black Widow. Uh, trademark, trademark. 
Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think we figured it out already. Um, What's it, what was the name say, that we saw on the list? It's Reclusa or something? Yeah, yeah, it was Piston Paw Jack. That is going to was be your new name. Now, now on the list, uh, on the scale of, of name rating for, for Krista Joseph and, and Chris Roach, where does the name Reclusa uh, reside for Chelsea Green? Is that uh, high? Is that a crappy name? Is it, where, where in relation to the name Big Bad Steve or Jake Strong does Reclusa fit? Well, um, it actually was the second name they chose. Oh, uh, what was the first one? Uh, they been copyrighted. Yeah, they then. they uh, yeah, they were just gonna say Black Widow, and then they're like, oh shit, oh yeah, that's an Avengers. Yeah. Sorry, and then they're like, how about we call her Spider Woman? Oh no, sorry. Oh, third choice. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Can we call her Aranya? No, no, we can't. Uh, um. Do we have to keep letting people that work for Marvel come to our shows and someone that might notice? Uh, so now Jim is banned from the temple. Could they have uh, called her? Oh, I would never notice that. What if they called her Chelsea Spider? They could have they, called her Chelsea Spider. That would have been worse. They, they, they could have made her a moth. I think she has a great name, and I think that it really shows how good. Uh, Chris Roaches at coming up with names that are yeah because uh, DJ really did want to call her Bite Girl so um, yeah which is I just thought horrible. Lady Spider was gonna be was, was the eight legged thing why does DJ get the blame Jesus. for everything why can't Roach get blamed for this good name Arachno Girl why can't Roach get blamed for this good name of course this was a Chris Roach name and her name was, her name was originally gonna be She Arachna Man and uh, they decided not to go that route. I thought I thought that with all the implications with the sexy star angle and the spider scaring her and whatnot last year, that her name would just be Sexy Spider. No, but you know what? Uh, it's apparent that she fucking killed Sexy Star. So there we go. Because where is she at? Dead. Well, we she, we yeah. certainly haven't seen her, and we know outside of the ring that she's not exactly in the most favorable standings these days. Um, I hope. So I'm going to assume that they hashtag Casey was right. Uh, or she could be hanging out with Rey Mysterio's character right now. Yeah, but he wore a Spider-Man costume once. You know what I think is yeah. going to happen with Rey Mysterio, by the way? I know Eric Van Wagenen said on the show last time he was on that he kind of wants to go back to the old temple. I think they're just going to go back to the old temple for one of these seasons and then mysteriously just find Rey Mysterio still locked in the basement like nobody ever dealt with it. No, I think it's just going to be his skeleton, like, uh, and they'll use it in skits. Like, you know, you remember you can't do that on television when they go into that dungeon and there was always that skeleton there. Hodgkin's the skeleton. Yeah. He had a name. I'm pretty good at trivia. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, so yeah, the Hodgkin's the skeleton of Lucha Underground is going to have a Rey Mysterio mask. Well, I think no, if he doesn't, even they're going to go down hmm. there. It's going to be the Crypt Keeper. Yes. Yes. The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Do you know who this is? I think this is Keep the Creeper. Oh God, Justin, help me. Ah, you see, Nakamaki, you're like a Timex watch. You keep getting your beating, and you keep on ticking, but you're not gonna tick no more. <laughs> Because I have the Hollywood Nightmare! Keep the Creeper! Oh, God. Oh, there's people around. That's and great. And Casey wonders why he hasn't been given a chance to run the book at Lucha Underground. 
And he will be the Japanese wrestler of the Wings Promotions, Hollywood Nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. We just by having the Crypt Keeper in it, all right? Oh, so anyway, I never even told my Chelsea Spider story. What's her character's name? That's Chelsea. Your, it's Chelsea Spider, right? Story? So we're closer. I have to apologize to Chelsea Spider because I was sitting right there at the edge of the bleachers in the front row, and she comes out from underneath the ring. And all I am seeing is her backside, um, which, you know, if you know Chelsea Green, is not necessarily a bad thing. But I thought it was Lotus at first. Oh, and that man. is, I have to, I apologize oh. sincerely, Chelsea. I apologize. Oh. I don't know how I could have possibly made this mistake. Um, anybody who follows Chelsea knows from the 700 times that she was in her pool today on Instagram that she clearly does not have a backside that compares at all to Lotus's and I should have known better. Well, I, also, I made a sincere and honest outfit, mistake I so. and I apologize. Yeah, but how about when you made that same what about when you made that same mistake about Dragon Azteca, Justin? Uh, I'm Pimpinella. Oh no, it wasn't a mistake when I when I said that about Pimpinella, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god damn it. Where's Pimpy, man? Uh, where is Pimpy's he? dead. He, he, Pimpy died with Ray Mysterio. Anyway, no, I mean I mean like even in triple A, dude, like I liked yeah, Chelsea's uh I like Chelsea's debut, by the way. She had come out uh at Lucha Underground Dark, I think the weekend before and done yeah, the hot mess thing, and we were all really surprised that she just wrestled dark and they, they didn't debut or anything, and we thought it was weird. Uh, and nobody had heard anything about what she was actually doing. A lot of the other talent on the roster didn't know what she was going to actually do. You know, Justin, dark match. So this is where you and I differ because, like, you don't like the hot mess gimmick that much, and I think it's fucking hilarious. No, I like. <laughs> I, no, I like the hot mess gimmick some, but I, I've seen it now. Um, the last time I saw the hot mess gimmick live, it was amazing, and I think her in ring work is really, really up there. Like work rate, move set is. Mm -hmm. very far above a lot of women in wrestling right now. Yeah. Uh, and she was what? not I always thought... like that. She was not she always like Becky that. Lynch. No, no. no she, she, she's she's the, she is she's... definitely no Becky Lynch. Thank God. Oi, what are you saying about me, Meatloaf? I'll go for women's championship now. That was my I really got a terrible Irish accent. Oi, I got myself a title in a bunch of disguises. <laughs> Is it, it's just that fall away fucking suplex she does. And by the way, it's uh, so Ryan, sloppy. It's, it's a fall away suplex, not a fucking German suplex. You moron. <laughs> uh, I, I would also like to say a missile drop kick is not when you fall on your back with your legs bent and do a really crappy back drop kick. That is a regular drop kick. A missile drop kick is when you are turned to the side and your feet are fucking pointed and you no, push off no, the person no. with the points of your toes. That is a missile fucking no, drop actually, kick. Actually, Justin, you're wrong. The missile drop kick is the one where you land on your back. No. Yes. It's always yes. been the other way. Uh, Byron? You've heard it called wrong for 10 uh, years of Michael fucking Cole on no, WWE. No, no, no. I watch Japanese wrestling, Justin. Oh, I would defer to Casey on this. Yeah, I, I just assumed that a missile dropkick is any dropkick, regardless of style, from the because top. Because that's the way it gets called. No, that's, that's, that's a terrible assumption to make, Jim. Just I always remember. Thought the, the <laughs> was the, the We're going to. 
Bucks. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to start a new wrestling move game challenge. Oh, Striker, Striker will clear this up for us. Matt Striker. Striker calls moves wrong constantly. What the fuck? Please tell us what the move is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tell us what you're gonna call the fucking Pena Driver this week, Matt. How about that? Um, <laughs> he came up with the the Black Phoenix Driver or something this week for Phoenix's finisher, right? Yeah, nice. Oh no, no, yeah. it's uh, it was a fire. It's he used to do a fire driver. Yeah, the Black Fire Driver or something. Now. And it, yeah, and the Japanese name's the Fire Thunder, which I think sounds like a fucking awesome name. I just I just love the name yeah. of that movie. So now the he Fire Thunder. Yeah. All right. So, but I got Hey, guys, I got to get going. Have fun getting the shit sucked out of your ass. Episode. It was a good review. What'd you think about Hell in the Cell, Byron? I don't know. Is it shit? Doesn't uh, know anymore. Did you, did you like how the? Like, did you like the cage looking like a McDonald's Playland? Oh my god, I hate that. Was the worst. That was I like the only thing I could even bring myself to think about. You paint it with gloss paint so it's shiny and it just blurs on screen. It's red, which it means it just bleeds. And live too. There's oh. tons of people who were there live that complained about being able to not being able to see what was going on. Why did yeah, all these okay. paint? Why did I think it looked okay it from the inside. You know. Right, and there's well, three people inside. Yeah. Great. I know. I mean, I think oh, like there's no reason yeah. to change it. Oh, uh, Byron, say before you leave, say hi to Zeus King, Rebecca Locke. That are also in the chat with Brian right now. Oh, hi guys! Hi, um, Zeus King and Rebecca Locke. They hey, hate Brian you. in the chat room. Oh man! Oh, I won't repeat what Zeus King just said about you, Byron. Huh. It's 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 not it's not good to call people that in 2018. So, well, I have fun um, being able to teach for you know however long it takes for the paperwork to get through and they figure out you're not allowed to be around children it's okay i was gonna ask you how that baby got past your uh your your 10 mile radius there uh, i don't know what baby you're talking about oh uh, sorry i got the police <laughs> oh god i heard they wrote that book of mormon song uh joseph smith about byron it was originally byron turk don't fuck the baby <laughs> <laughs> so the ending of Lucha Underground, um, Chelsea or Chelsea Spider, whatever the hell we're calling her, um, Reclusa, which we think is her name, but that was not confirmed it, in this particular episode. It's I, put, um, the, what? It's because it, one of the original names they copyrighted or whatever was Black Widow. And yeah. on the Wikipedia, I mean, it's Wikipedia, so, you know, she is actually down as being Black Widow. It, it's funny because uh, her name... Things. Her name is clearly Piston Paw Jack. We've been waiting for that name to make a debut, and you Maybe guys are all wrong. Maybe it will be Black Widow, though. I don't know. We just assumed. We just assumed it was Reclusa based on that list of other names that they trademarked uh, recently. Yeah. It could still easily not be. I have not had that confirmed by anyone. Well, I hope they. I hope they enjoy Disney lawyers if it's Black Widow. Though the clearly, clearly, it is something about a spider because Chelsea has been using. The little spider emoji since the day uh, before that happened at lucha underground <laughs> so man you know there was a wrestler with a spider gimmick that i used to love he used to wrestle in mexico okay so it was like a tj group uh i believe it was called Benito? Benito? no no um but it was similar uh so it was either wwo or wwa i forget which one but uh they they had a guy and his name was black spider 
and he wore his costume looked like the old 90s spider-man armor with like the silver and black and uh he used to shoot silly string before the match but uh, <laughs> out of the during the match he would do a spot where like the heels would be surrounding him and he'd do the spider-man hand signs and they'd sell it like they were afraid to get webbed and they'd like bail out of the ring and do a powder it's fucking hilarious and he did it every time and uh yeah i love that guy black spider in mexico I can't wait now that uh, we have this Chelsea-Marty combo. First of all, I hope this doesn't turn into anything tawdry or inappropriate with Marty and his sister and uh, Reclusa. I don't well, know. well I, then we hope Roach wrote it. <laughs> Spiders just, eat moths. Yeah, spiders I, eat moths. Maybe. So I don't – well, and God. Oh, spiders if, eat moths. If there's a new woman in Marty's sex life, you know, yeah. she's going to be upset. Maybe. Chelsea's got a man. So why I why are you gagging, gonna... Justin? Were you thinking of like a salad tossing situation? Is are you okay? It's gross. It's gross. Are you thinking about a, a, a pair of siblings? I'm thinking um, about anything a... with Chelsea and Marty hooking up or being like a couple in this thing. Like I hope they're just allies. Uh, uh, woo woo. We'll see. But um, I I'm very happy that Marty is the champ. I'm also very not happy that Pentagon is not the champ. I don't there know where go. else you would have go. gone. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's the thing. But, you know, before I get into my Marty story that I promised to tell this week about uh, what happened with me and Mr. Martin right after this match, um, yes. what are you guys' feelings on, first of all, Marty being the champ? And then second of all, because I feel like these are two separate things, and I don't want to connect them because – my happiness for one has nothing to do with my distaste for what happened to the other one. Um, but how do you guys feel about Marty as champion? And how do you feel about Penta as not champion? Okay, who do you want to start, Justin? Uh, I don't think you should start. I think Jim should start if Jim is still around. Uh, you know what? I don't mind Marty as champion. I like the character, and I think that Aside from the psychotic gimmick, this was something that was due. Maybe not so much a championship, but something high up. But hey, a championship's just as good. And honestly, I feel like if you're a top star, which we all know Pentagon is, his story is more about the chase than having the belt in this, you know, for almost an entire season. So, you know, if there's if if it takes him losing the belt to get back in that chase and you get that uh you know, the crowd behind him wanting to get that belt back. I think that's just as good as having him be the champion for more than half the season. Okay. Meef, what do you think? I, Jim pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy for Marty because basically he was the guy when he first came in, I was like, uh, and then like the amount of work he did on the character and it is, it is him. And obviously the guy's writing, but he put so much work and effort into creating that character, making it so good and nailing the opportunity that I got with that character that he is, like you said, a homegrown talent in that sense. Like he, he's just gone run with it. And he was one of my breakout stars of last season. Mm -hmm. So he deserves something this season. It's sad that Pentagon loses the belt, but I agree with Jim that Penta is more about the chase and the fans are behind him. You need a heel champion. Well, and this is the, well. So let me jump in before Casey jumps in too, because <sighs> here was my issue with the Pentagon thing. What I wanted out of this Pentagon run was a heel turn for Pentagon, 
but he was never completely established as a face. And I think this was part of the problem that DJ and Roach were probably having is you couldn't have him do a real heel championship anymore what, because the gonna, crowd was so behind him that he was turn him heel though justin is he gonna fuck a baby in the middle of the well, ring i like, know and i guess and that's what i'm saying is the problem but what you would do with a champion like this normally is to keep it excited to keep it interesting and if you're gonna keep the belt on him because it makes sense to keep the belt on him you you know a face doesn't stay at the top for very long most most times these days you know and, and you have to kind of turn him heel um Otherwise, he's just squashing out everybody else, and then no one else can get any heat in the company. We've already seen that. What, what happened with him and Cage? What happened with him and Cage this season sucked. I felt like it hurt a great character and a great talent that uh, has always performed well for Lucha Underground, but that the the heat that Cage was getting in that feud was not deserved. It was not good heat, and and I don't think it helped him at all. And that was the problem with Penta as champion: is how do you? put anyone other than Mill Winters against him. And it has to be someone else if he's going to hold the belt for a long time. And it can't be a squash every week as much as I think there should have been just a ton of squashes in there too. It can't be that every week in a promotion like Lucha Underground where they've gone out of their way to make every character count. I mean, there's only so many famous Bs and Vinny Massaros that he can beat up and have it be okay. So that's, that's where I agree with the fact that something did have to give I just wish that there could have been a way to find it, find for it to not be the belt. That at the same time, I love Marty the Moth being the champion because he is that heel champion. He can do those things. He's exactly what they couldn't turn Pentagon's character into. So I love him being the replacement at this point in time, if it was going to be at this point in time. I also, however, don't think it should have been at this point in time. Go ahead. I think there was obviously the whole bestia thing. So obviously that didn't get to go ahead. So I think that might have been where the whole him losing title was. Bastille was going to come in as the, well, I can't say the name. Casey will be able to say it. Um, come in and kill, well, not kill Pentagon, but like. Uh, honestly, I would have fucked it up too. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, all right, Casey. So you've said it before. Any episode of Lucha Underground where Pentagon loses is uh, mm. definitely not getting your top star rating. No, I didn't even watch the episode, so it's okay. Um, no, nah, you know, it's cool. I like Marty. I'm glad that he's winning a title. It would have been nicer if it was, you know, at like an Ultima Lucha situation instead of this late in the season, and now they got to go somewhere else before the end. And then uh, also Pentagon losing the belt. Uh, I, feel, I felt like he won the title a season too late anyway, so this title reign didn't mean as much to me as everyone thinks it does. So, what is the uh, um, what's the verdict for you, Casey? Are you done with Lucha Underground? Are you still? I don't know if I could call you a fan of Lucha Underground anymore. I think I, you I'm might just, be an interested party in Lucha Underground, but where, oh, yeah. where, do you, where do you fit in the spectrum of Lucha Underground now? Right now, it's like well wisher because I'm really far behind and I don't see when I'm going to have a lot of time to catch up. Uh, you know. My, my schedule sucks, and my schedule really sucks on Wednesdays, uh, which is uh, a big part of it. So, you know, I don't get a lot of chance to actually watch the show. Um, honestly, when people used to uh, pirata the show a little bit, it was a little easier for me to watch it, and uh, they got cracked down on. So now it's harder for me to watch, and uh, I actually have to make time, and I can't watch it while I'm at work. Uh, so. 
Okay, okay, that works. That works. Uh, we also, uh, right. The, the links to completely paid and approved for yes versions of the show. Honestly, I just I just need to with the production. Of the show watches this. I just need to. I just need to buy it on Amazon Prime. Really. I just need to buy it on Amazon Prime because I can watch that at work and it'll work. So that's what I need to do to catch up. And then I can catch up by Ultima Lucha and participate in the second show like I'm supposed to. But it's not like out of anger or hatred or spite or anything that I'm not watching the show. It's just that my schedule fucking sucks. Yeah, I agree. I do have some good news for you, though. What's the good news? Remotely. If you can watch European Blu-ray and DVDs where you are. Because... They're tr- they are working on the second and third series uh, coming out of Germany. Nice. So you know, I've already got the first series. The, the, I was at that MediaCon. They, the LU guys um, from Germany were there. They were really nice people. But um, Mike, Mike is the guy who I believe is the commentator, one of the commentators nice. for the German version. And he was saying they're talking about taking the subtitles off the German, so like they're not even having the German subtitles popping up on the screen because you can turn it into English, but the German subtitles are still on. on the, oh, they the, hard coded the, them in there. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was, it's not that bad to be honest with you, but like so he was saying that they're, they're making sure it's sorted so that basically you know you can still you can watch it with just the original English commentary and not have the. You know what he said. You know what he said to me. What? He said, "Hey man, here's Alex Wright, the German. If you want to know." What the Germans are all about. Pick <laughs> me, and we'll have a hell of a victory. I promise. Oh god. Also, the, the best thing as well is I not only picked up my Letterman jacket for about a hundred and ten dollars, hundred and twenty-five dollars it'd be now. Hmm. Um, the, the UK Lucha Underground guy who's trying to get the TV rights sorted out, but he's selling all tribe merch. So if you want a t-shirt, just ask me to send it to you. Um, he has got the Letterman jacket on there for seventy-five pounds, oh, which is okay. about ninety ninety dollars, maybe right, which is which is about two hundred and three percent less than Byron paid for oh, his. Yeah, that jacket's at least fifty to sixty bucks. It is not anywhere near what everyone paid for him. No, no, I no. don't. I honestly, I, I don't remember because I wasn't ever going to buy it anyway. But I swear to God, the very first day. It was cheaper. Ah, I, I swear it was, and then it got marked up the next day. But I also feel like it was originally made for crew members, and they were giving it like, and that was the crew member price. And then when they put it out front, because they had so many of them, they were like, "Oh, it's a cool item. Well, I guess we can sell the rest of these off that people didn't buy." Because they killed all the members of the crew, so like Big Rick wasn't going to buy one, or that crew, or, like, oh. television crew. But anyway, uh-huh. or talent, whatever people involved in the show. Um. All right, Helena. So we would never weird. use Big Rick and talent in the same sentence. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I want to say about Helena Cell is uh, it was that very unfortunate sucks. that they did such a good job promoting that it was this twenty years of hell anniversary of the Helena Cell with Mick Foley and Undertaker, and then after Helena Cell, they had this fabulous Mick Foley special all about. Uh, the hell in a cell thing and it was kind of like you know have a nice day except just the hell in a cell edition nice and it was really really well done it was awesome it was like almost like a cross between watching kevin smith and henry rollins do spoken word and 
that special was so phenomenal. And on top of that, you know, that Hell in a Cell match was phenomenal. Why would you surround this pure and utter shite with such greatness or reminders of greatness? It made yeah. no sense to me. It's like, oh, hey, let's acknowledge the legacy we're pissing on. <laughs> Yeah. The best bit was when the, the final match when he's like, oh, obviously Braun Strowman's not going to climb the cage, but it's like, oh, these four guys are going to randomly climb the cage and they'll do a little thing and then, oh, they fell off through a table from 10 feet. Yeah, wow. like from footholds. From and really, old. really big footholds. Actually, yeah. to be fair, I don't think there were football holes where they were standing at that point, but well, regardless, they, 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 they got they there. No, because no, they were holding on at the top with hands and footholds. Yeah. It was just yeah, like, but like, he was searching for it. You could see where he went to scale down originally. He couldn't find the foothold. It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> like such a consolation prize. It was like, okay, guys, go to the top of the cage, and if there's a spot up there that you're feeling, do it. But whatever you do... Even if you don't feel comfortable with it, make sure you break a table. So then they go all the way up there, and I think they both got up there, and they're like, uh, I don't know about you, but I think I want to jump off the side of this thing. What do you think? Yeah, fuck that. We already got paid, bro. Let's just climb and halfway down this thing and like pop a table. Okay, great. They did both randomly fall. I didn't see they like, hit each other. I or don't something. know. It was such a shitty spot. Who even? I cares? think they punch each other, or like they, had, they threw know. their heads into the cage, and then they fell off. The, the best bit as well was that for that Roman and Strowman were both down for like 20 minutes. Yep. After a really weak table spot in the oh, corner. Yeah. And it was like, wow. They're, well, they're, they're look, dead now. Brock, Brock busted up the cage was, was probably the best spot in that whole match. Yeah. Sadly, it was just like, and you saw it coming from a million miles away, yep. but it was probably still the best spot. And, then and it I will say, it's one we've seen three times. Yeah. Swinging the door around. which Big was Foley's three count as well. Yeah. That was the best thing. I will say that uh, well, actually, af after that show, uh, I am glad we are currently in the uh, the golden age of independent wrestling, as it were. Yeah, and yeah. I was at and I was at night three of Bolo to miss that. So yeah, I think I, I had a good uh, well, alternative. And, and look, I mean, WWE SummerSlam was a really good pay per view for one night only. They should have called that pay per view one night only for one night only. I was like, "Oh shit! I could watch WWE. This is a good product. This is this is ex exactly what wrestling's supposed to be. I'm fine with everything that happened here tonight. All the performances were good. All the bookings made sense, whether you liked the your favorite guy getting over or not. But it all made perfect sense. It had great flow, great timing. It was a, a top to bottom a stellar card. And then Hell in a Cell was just absolute utter crap, garbage. I liked the Rousey bit." I liked how much she actually did the storytelling of the injury. Right, I get it. I, I I liked that in her match. I mean, it was it was what it was as a match, but it was a case of well, I yeah, liked the fact that she was showing that part of her, her development. If you know what I mean. Compared compared to her moment though at SummerSlam, this was also oh, just yeah. like another. Okay, so where are we going with Ronda? So it didn't hurt at all because yeah, you're actually asking. You're actually hey guys, asking. I gotta head out. All right, um, brother. Wait, but, wait. Uh, Jim, before you head out, there's one thing I want to ask you about. Yep. Tyron Woodley broke his hand and is out of his fight with Colby Covington for now. Fuck! Here. So no one gets to beat the brakes off your boy. The race war has been uh, averted. <sighs> Donald Trump's going to beat his mouth slowly with his cock. So, hey, you know, I just want to say eventually I hope karma's a bitch. So, um, 
anyway, I will. If anyone in the LA area will be at Bumps and Bruises tomorrow, uh, I will see you there, along with uh, Lucha Underground uh, uh, alumni, I guess it were, uh, Lil Cholo, El Mariachi, and Marty Elias. So I, or and Brian Cage and El Dragon Azteca, or Ray Horse. Jim, can you do me a favor? What's that? If you see Mariachi Loco, ask him about that bloody mask. I messaged him. I, I will. I'll do what I can. If, he's, if he if he has a table, I will ask him about it. Yeah, Cheers, man, bro. you're a mask mark, aren't you? Well, I I asked him about it because like someone sort of put put me on the spot about it. So, well, fair enough. I will do what I can. But hey, you guys, uh, have a good rest of the show. And uh, to everyone in the chat room, hi and bye. <laughs> Later, Jim. Peace, deuces. Oh, thanks, Lucha Blog, for retweeting our uh, our episode. Thing. I love that guy. Hey, such... I love that guy too. We need Rob. There's Bach not necessarily on it. a ton of news. I mean, I guess I, you know, there's a little bit of news out there between Jeff Cobb and uh, Marty Elias. And... Man, Jeff Cobb, dude, Jeff Cobb. I just wish he got more time in New Japan. Maybe this will lead to that. You know. I don't know rather that. see him than fucking Michael Elgin. Come on. But look, the PWG thing is a great uh, roadmap marker. I don't know how long the writing on the wall with this Lucha Underground thing has been there, um, but I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, you know, we we heard a while back that he had a few grumbles and kind of wanted to to move on, but then a lot of other people did too. I mean, Sammy Callahan, we heard, had some of those grumbles, and he's totally fine with Lucha Underground as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think whatever issues he may have had at one point have been completely resolved because he's like, oh shit. Yeah. I'll come do a month of work there. I like, he likes doing little stints in places when he goes to an indie, he likes to do three or four of their shows in a row and have a good storyline. And it's the same thing for him at Lucha Underground. So I think he's probably uh, ecstatic about the current setup there. Um, Maybe Cobb is not, or maybe, uh, you know, as we've seen with other characters, maybe it was just time to move on from that character or something. Who knows? We haven't seen the end of the season, so there's no there's no telling what his uh, reasoning for leaving there is. There's no real reason. To, there's no way to tell what anybody's reason for doing anything is in the wrestling world. Oh my god, it's so complicated. Um, and believe so really, people, if you're a betting man, you should be putting money on Matanza dying by the end of the season. I, I I do do my homework too. I make the phone calls. I ask people. I get answers too uh, about what people are saying, but I never know what answers to believe. There's so many things that I could say, but I'm just not in the business of reporting uh, uh, hearsay or even you know if I'm being fucking worked, I'm not going to report being worked like some uh, other podcasters that we all know and hate, um, or or so-called wrestling journalists that are out there. I'm, I didn't say Meltzer. I said nothing about um, Meltzer. Um, Dick. But, that, <laughs> and, and honestly, he gets real information from a lot of sources. He's not even the one I'm personally referring to. But there's a lot of them out there that would take rumors that are going around, um, you know, and especially with the Lucha Underground rumors. I guarantee you, if it's out there, I've heard it. And I guarantee you, if I feel like it's inappropriate or unsubstantiated, I'm not reporting it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even talking about it. I'm gonna leave it alone. Don't think that I haven't heard it though. I get a lot of DMs and people ask me questions about this, that, and the other thing. Um, I'll well, tell you I what I think is important. I'll tell you what I think is appropriate that doesn't ruin my own personal enjoyment of the product. And I feel like putting certain information out there that is either spoiler related or to inside baseball, or if it's anyone's personal issues, I'm not gonna put it out there because I I don't care enough. 
I just don't. <laughs> so you can ask me all you want. You can DM me about it all you want. I'm going to say what I want to say that I feel is comfortable. Um, and, and it's not any, uh, it's not any shilling for the product. I could give a shit about that. You know, I, I'm certainly a person that has criticized the product as much, if not more than a lot, but I, I don't, I just don't give a fuck about, about ruining my own enjoyment of the product. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes any sense. The thing is, is you, you don't learn, you don't learn from being, blo- getting a blow job. You know, you, you learn from being told this is, this is bad. You, you did this shit. Because if you don't tell people they're doing something bad, you know what they do? They continue to do bad things. And that's when things die. Right. You know, and some rumors we've we've reported in the past when certain people are unhappy. We, we you know, we've made our yeah. suggestions and we damn well knew that they were completely true <laughs> before we said anything about it on the show. Um, you know, so just know that we do our homework and if if it ever comes to going to court, I can cite all my sources and, and we'll be fine. But anyway, um, the UFC, since we kind of went there. Yeah, so Tyron Woodley is out. That's really a shame. I was looking forward to the Colby Covington thing. But oh. I don't know if you guys watched it or not. Oh, oh my God, this Khabib, Connor. Do you want to buy my fucking whiskey, Justin? No, it sucked because they started so late. I was home, and I had to leave right when it fucking started to go to school. Oh, that's a shame. Because they started an hour late. That's a proper 12. That's a proper. I love uh, – there's certain things that I love. Um, obviously, Connor and Dana worked out ahead of time that Connor was allowed to bring his two belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, Dana has not let people do that when there's been disputes. In the past, he's not even let Connor do stuff like that. Yet um, they still announced Khabib as the undisputed champion. Yeah, but did you notice how they announced Connor? They announced Connor as a – two-weight division champion. Interesting. They did not announce him as the current anything, but they said that Conor McGregor was a two-weight division UFC champion. Didn't say former, didn't say current, didn't say undisputed, didn't say unified, didn't say anything other than he was a two-weight division UFC champion. They called Khabib, however, the undisputed lightweight champion of the UFC. Mm -hmm. And... I hate that terminology. Yeah, yeah. Especially when there's another fucking belt on the table. Oh, yeah. the t- and not one. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one's for a different weight division, but literally a guy who was never beaten for the belt, even though he took a bunch of time off and was technically stripped. But, I mean, it's sitting right there. And Connor made a great point, which is that Khabib – beat the number 12 last-minute replacement contender who had just been up-jumped in the rankings to make it make sense that he got the fight at all or whatever the fuck ranking Iaquinta was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. And, and, and Connor even said it was like, you know fuck all. You beat a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that was no, – no truer thing was said. And it's not to say that Khabib isn't a badass. It's not to say that there's not 10 other guys out there that he could have beaten for the belt. But it is to say that I don't feel like Khabib ever earned that belt. He never fought the man. He never beat the man to be the man. He beat a man. (laughs) He beat a guy, a guy who showed up and they put him across the ring and it took him five rounds. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that that doesn't make Khabib probably one of the best lightweights ever. I'm not even saying that it doesn't make him 10 times better than Connor. 
I'm just saying that Connor has a very good point in the fact that I don't think there's anything undisputed about Khabib Nurmagomedov as the lightweight champion. And I don't uh, think uh, Connor would have taken five rounds in that shit. Yeah, I think it's a very, <laughs> I think it's a very highly disputed. Um, and in my eyes, I don't necessarily see Connor as the champion, but I feel like Khabib is more an interim champion than anyone who's ever held the interim belt in their lives. I completely 100% look at Khabib as an interim champion, a guy who was filling a spot while everyone else had their shit uh, in jeopardy or wasn't able to participate. Where Connor was working out his business stuff and boxing, Tony Ferguson was injured, you know, none of the other guys had worked their way up to the number one contender spot. Um, I feel like if anything, they should announce Khabib as the de facto lightweight champion of the UFC. <laughs> See that that would be fucked up, but hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, listen, guys, who else are we gonna get? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like what just happened Can with jump. the women's with the women's. Uh, flyweight division or whatever that division is, uh, the 25. Yeah, flyweight. I mean, it's like Nico Montagna was the champ, but we've determined that she is no longer the champ, but we didn't just like slap it on someone else. You know, we didn't have, you know, her opponent just fight some random scrub and declare them the champion overnight. That's how Khabib got his belt, you know? Mm-hmm. So whatever. You know, even if he had won it against Holloway, I would have given him I would have given him the credit that at least it was beating a champ from another division. Right. This is I think is which is hilarious that the guy from the division lower than him couldn't make weight at the weight higher. But whatever. <laughs> He's like, oh, just let me eat a couple hot dogs, man. So huh. let's hope this fight goes off. The press conference was absolutely worth it. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it if you want entertainment. I think the version that UFC has on YouTube, though, you have to start at 43 minutes because they started recording and posting it from the time that Connor was actually supposed to be there. And he was the challenger. So I believe that Khabib insisted that Connor come out first and that he get the champion walkout or some some such nonsense. Uh, The things I find amazing are that um, Connor has signed an eight fight contract with the UFC. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) <laughs> but it doesn't exclude him from boxing. There's no stipulation for boxing. He may still box. Um, but basically, you know, his MMA career will be retired with UFC. I don't see him ever doing eight more fights. I don't think he needs to. I think he's got four more fights left total. And those will be over the course of probably the next 10 years. And it's cool because he's got it in his back pocket, though. So, like, if, say, he was to lose a fight and needed to have a rematch to make himself feel better, yeah. it kind of builds that in there. So he could, he could always fight the myth that is Triple G as well. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think there's – oh, God, Triple G Canelo. What the fuck? Still so what? Head. So what happened? I, with said, I said myth for a reason. All right, I said myth about that man for a reason. What, about what? Triple G? You didn't think that Triple yeah. G should be the winner of that fight? No. I thought. Uh, well, Canelo won, I but I thought that that was. Uh, I, I just don't think he's as great as uh, everyone went on about when you've got like a Lomachenko out there. Well, look, I, I don't think that he showed that he was great in this fight either. He was getting off to slow starts. He wasn't finishing when he should have. But I didn't feel I didn't feel like Canelo was getting the power shots or pressing the action, especially in the later rounds that he could have either. Um, and I think that there was clearly those rounds at the end that were triple G's that the judges did not uh, give him. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think you're going to see uh, Canelo triple G three now. 
I think they've done that on purpose. It makes sense. Well, that's why I said, you know, fuck the high heel guy. Fuck De La Hoya. Um, <laughs> I'm t- I, like, man, people question boxing, and uh, these are the moments in boxing where you just got to shake your head sometimes. Like, really? Can we get well, thing, some kind of really decisive it. moment, or is everyone just on a money grab for on bullshit? I'm not being funny, but it depends on what you want to watch for boxing. This is the only problem now. So, like, when Canelo fought Mayweather, Canelo wins the fight on actual trying to box a match. Mayweather spends the entire time with his shot, arm over his head hiding and counteracting, but, like, he basically turns his body so much that every time Canelo throws a punch, it's not allowed to be counted because it's hitting him in the back. Right. Floyd Mayweather spent the entire time fighting with his back to him. Now... That isn't what I want to watch, personally, and I would. Well, that's why. That point. That's why Floyd but, has so many critics, though, the, because Floyd. This is what the boxing thing is, isn't it? Floyd's done like that through his like, whole career. That's not the sweet science. Right? That's the that's the winning yeah. a bunch of fights to get high enough ranked that you can get some money. My Dana, my Dana beat him in their first fight. Mm-hmm. My Dana, my Dana, absolutely like just tore him to shreds. And if it wasn't for the referee in that match constantly getting involved and protecting Mayweather, but then Mayweather's fighting in his basically Las Vegas, which is making them so much money. Did you not think that Canelo clearly or Triple G clearly won the first fight with him and Canelo? To be honest, I didn't watch it. Okay, so which is fine. Yeah, I I know, I know it was screwy. Um, Okay, so so I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you the other fucked up boxing thing this week. Um, as much as we've, I've been praising Eric Van Wagnen and the contender uh, and that whole program and everything Andre Ward has done and Sergio and all the guys over there. And I love Michael Moore as the best reality show villain in history. Oh, my God. This week's episode of The Contender, absolutely fucked up sideways, craziest shit I've seen in boxing in ages. <laughs> and, and, and here I'm thinking like, oh my That's god, Evie Dub is the guy to save boxing, and this proves that boxing at certain levels cannot be saved. So uh, it was Dan Dan uh, Dan Valdavia, Daniel Valdavia versus Marcos Hernandez, two guys, Central Valley guys. They they had a little bit of heat with each other. They knew each other from before the show. They got a little bit of rivalry going. All sorts of great things in the episode led up to it that, you know, the same kind of stuff I was discussing before, like quality programming. You got some more of Michael Moore causing shit and stirring the pot. Um, you got some great call outs, guys from the blue team who is the blue team has just been dissecting the gold team. Gold team hasn't won yet at all. Blue team's won every fight. Um, you got them just fucking with the, the gold team and then now challenging each other, you know, Two of the fights that are booked for the next round, the guys have picked to fight each other instead of putting themselves in empty brackets and waiting to see if somebody from the gold team would step up. Well, see, you got to remember the blue team has Wolverine, <laughs> but the blue. gold team has Claude. See, Jim would have laughed his ass off at That's that. God damn. That's totally. I am. I'm with you. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so we get to this match. It's a great match. It goes the distance. Um, it's back and forth. You can't really tell. They're both having their moments. Um, Daniel's getting some strong punches in uh, with power shots, and Marcos has got some great evasion, but he's sticking the jab, and he's moving. There's a little bit of uh, cuts going on in one guy. All, all very exciting. Gets down to a decision where you're like, I think I know which way it's going to go, but I'm not really sure. And then 
It comes down the way they're announcing it. You can tell, oh shit, it's a split decision. And the split goes to one guy. I'm not going to tell you because you should watch the episode. Mm-hmm. And then they go through their normal package stuff. <clears throat> leaves the ring. They're talking about how he's got to hang up his gloves. He's commiserating with the family. Everyone's saying how he could have won. Andre Ward is just kind of talking about like how he could have won the fight and how it's kind of, you know, it's a tough decision. But, you know, a lot of times that's why you don't leave a close decision to the judges and blah, blah, blah. Standard stuff. You can tell the arena's clearing out. You know, everyone's in the background shaking hands there. Grand Wagner and blah, blah, blah. Show's about to go off the air. And here's the benefit of not being on a, a broadcast network is you don't – the length of the show is not something you know is going to happen. And this I think this episode actually ran long. Um, all of a sudden, the California State Athletic Commission judge who was tallying the vote says, I think there was a miscalculation. Mm-hmm. He goes back, and apparently one of the scorecards he put in the wrong pile for, the, for a round. Um, oh wow! Retabulate everything, and then that's yeah, apparently though. And then you, they just say, "Okay, the scores were read incorrectly. We have to actually, we have to legally, by California State Athletic Commission rules, oh. we have to announce the results again with the correct numbers." It is. This is, this is what they get for having Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway be judges for the fight. <laughs> I don't know who they got, but the judges the judges turned in their scorecards the way they thought they were right. They just got read wrong. They got tabulated wrong because they just they just scratched their stuff for the round and turned it in. Mm-hmm. So it got read wrong. It got put in the wrong pile. You know, there's lots of flickering lights. It's a TV show set too, so it's hard hard to see in there. And it's done in pencil or whatever because that's boxing. You never do it in mm-hmm. pen in boxing in case you need to make a change. Yeah, when the when, yeah, the, yeah. when the money comes in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and I swear, there's one shot where you can see Eb Deb's head in the background just sink behind like all these people who are standing at the judges' table. Where he's just like, "Oh, fuck me." <laughs> that looks underground. Look, it's just following him. Yeah, yeah, like it would be Casey just saying, "Gross." <laughs> That's yeah, all Casey would say for like 20 minutes. Gross. This is gross. I hate <laughs> gross. One episode, Casey turned up to. Yeah, so like Josie and Evie Dub, they're all in the background because they're thinking like TV show. There's, but there's boxing too, and there's official promoter for MGM there as well. So he's like, "Well, fuck, we got to do it." So in an empty arena, oh. the, the studio audience is gone. They bring the fighters back out from the segments Jesus. they're filming and getting the guys <clears throat> to cry in the background and the other guys to reward one dude. They bring them out from the back, put them back in the ring. Read the results again, and you can tell both dudes are about to fucking puke. They're both sick over the whole thing. Like, it was a close match. One guy already feels like complete shit. Now they're standing there, and that guy feels like, oh, fuck, they're going to turn this around, and I'm going to win it. That's terrible. And then the other guy's like, fuck, I'm going to lose it. They already told me I won it. And sure enough, they reversed the fucking decision. It was Uh still a split decision, but it was split the wrong way. And they call the other guy the fucking winner. And I was just see, like, this sounds like compelling fucking television. It was first of all, it, it was great television. It really was great television, but it was great television that exposed some of the fucked upness of boxing that nope, not even oh, the great and powerful okay. EB Dub himself can control. <laughs> but, but boxing is a farce and it's gone way out of hand. I will say that as a sport, it's ridiculous. Well, it's a shame though because I feel like the contender is not a farce, and there's so many good no, no, things no. happening. And then for for this 
farcical situation to penetrate even in this one pure place where boxing feels pure right now. And it's that was the part that even. sucked. Yeah, yeah it's like the one it. it's the one show that it feels like boxing is free of bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've else. got this great drama, but it's still at the end of the day, bullshit. You've you've got seventeen world champions in boxing. I mean you probably got more. You've probably got some guy in like Micronesia who's world champion. You've got seventeen world champions WWE. per weight class. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And you've got it's a weight class every two and a half world. pounds, you know? It's, it's just ridiculous, and it's just like the case of, and then it's like, oh, I don't want to fight you, so I'll just, I'll, I'll, and you don't have to because you can, you can gain three pounds and go to a different weight class and get that belt instead, one of those seventeen belts instead. You don't even have to do that nowadays in boxing. You just, just go, no, I'm not going to fight you. Money's not good enough. That's it. You don't, you don't have to put a fight on. No one goes, no commission goes. You know what? You're going to fight for that belt. Well, they this is they, why they rarely do that nowadays. This is why people in in the modern era still consider Tyson. In the modern area, and he's not even modern anymore. They still consider him one of the greatest ago, champions yeah. because there was no disputing. Yeah, that he was yeah. the baddest man on the planet. When that guy went for an uppercut, he reached down to the depths of hell and brought his fist right into your fucking jaw. And you saw him on HBO decisively beat everyone who was a possible contender. Yeah. They got all the real guys that were out there brutalizing other people, put them up against Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson smeared the canvas with all of them. And, then and was, when he lost, he lost. You know what I mean? He, when he lost, he lost. Losses. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, but what I mean is he, he got, you know, beat. He it lost wasn't to some weird shitty. Yeah, but it, it wasn't some shitty weird decision or. No, no, he know, legit was, lost. Yeah. And that, nowadays it's just like, oh, well, every, every boxing's going to go to the 12th right. round. Right. But the, that was part of the other thing that made hours. boxing feel legitimate there at that point in time, too, because Mike Tyson, the biggest name in boxing, also lost in a match that no one fucking watched that that easily if it was shady business they could have fixed it somehow and that's not the way it would have been fixed you know and he lost when nobody cared and nobody was watching and nobody was even betting so little money exchange do you know that that was the first time i had not betted a bet against mike tyson in two years at that point in time oh, i had bet against mike tyson trying to money. come up on the underdog so money deals. for years Jeez. What was the odds on that? Imagine that. Jesus. Oh, yeah, exactly. And no one bet them because there was no chance in hell. Yeah. There was nothing shady oh, going on there. There was not some person who fixed some that fight sat there now. to win a billion dollars on the Buster Douglas fight. Nobody bet it. A millionaire. And it took place over overseas to boot. And nobody watched it. Yeah. It was like a warm-up fight for Mike. Yeah, and it, it was outsold significantly by the wrestling shows in the Tokyo Dome. I've been reading a Tokyo Dome book, so yeah. it's kind of interesting, yeah. It's just weird. I mean, it was basically an exhibition match, and somehow Mike fucked it up. Yeah, and then you got James Buster Douglas boxing for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. <laughs> that one's for you, me. It's amazing. Yes. Anyway, I don't know. Boxing, I want to love it, but it's got issues. Um, Marty's your champ, people. I don't think Marty – I think Marty is still in his show. I don't know if we're going to get him on before we get off because I got stuff to do. So maybe we'll try to get him on next week if we can. All right. Sounds Thanks, good. Uh, yeah, still at the show. So maybe next week for Marty the Moth. We'll see. You know, we do shows on weekends when wrestlers wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. But they talk to us. They, they want to come on. But, you know, it's Friday night. Or Saturday night. Sorry. I'm yeah. my hotel 
next week. And I'm I'm pretty sure he's in demand. I, honestly, I'm happy he even answered my text message because the guy has been getting blown up uh, since he won the belt because everyone is like, "Holy shit, you're somebody!" Aww. I don't think they and should be that. What's if that? This is this. He should contact me. He should. He should take my Facebook message. I'm trying to get him booked to the UK. I finally got a promoter. Oh. So if there's any talent watching this, okay, and they want to get booked, hit me up, and I'll. I will, I've got a guy now who's finally um, getting interested. Um, Good. So we found a better money mark than Byron. Is what you're yeah. saying? No, 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 no. This guy's like actually. He's. A, it was a photographer uh, for a bit, and now he's actually started to do his promotion, but. I've got nice. a few guys hooked up. A certain person who's very good friends of this show. I can't say anything. Hopefully he will Sid. be here next year. Yes, Sid. Yeah. Awesome. Sid, Sid is Judy is player. not doing it. Judy said he's out. God damn it. <laughs> so the, the company is called WrestleGate, and they are launching next year. WrestleGate, like but, it's a, a scandal? Yeah, like ComicsGate <laughs> and uh, GamerGate. And- I hope, I hope, they're, I hope they're very brave individuals. Or maybe not. Well, uh, I hope not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, very, I hope very brave. I hope that uh, you are planting the seeds for the Wang takeover. Me. <laughs> yeah, tell them. To, the, the tell, basically... them tell them to let us book a, a a mini Wang card on their under under underneath. Yeah, yeah. dude. We'll we'll let you wrestle, dude. Me, if you can wrestle in any monster mask you want, and we'll call that event a little Wang. Mm-hmm. Little Wang. But the, the, the basically Mexican guys are able to face like Japanese guys and mix it with the UK as well. That's kind of cool. So yeah. we we could we could get something interesting from certain people. I I feel you. I feel what you're feeling. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have. Anybody else got anything else they want to throw in? Uh, I want everyone to look up the DDT wrestler Monster Halloween because he looks like he's the prospect we should whoa, all be watching. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's something we have to address here. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. I don't know exactly who he is. It's U R B A N H E R E T I C one eight seven. Um, I don't know how to read that. So he says, something Harry about Dick. the fact that me and Meef have identical facial hair. We must be long lost brothers confirmed." Man, actually, me is uh, so much better than me flow in the facial hair department just because my yeah, shit is trim. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll explain it, but we might get an explicit tag. You see, some of them had a little, me had a little stickiness around his mouth, and then they kissed, and then Justin's facial hair rubbed off on me, and that's what he's got right now. Nope, it's hilarious. It, it grows long, but in patches, it's so bad. It's terrible. And it ma- it matches it matches Meef's Fire Pro character Man, perfectly. But are you seeing this shit? Like I'm finally connected. I mean, it's a real thin connection, but I'm connected. Yeah, my never Meef just Bro hit base. puberty. Yeah. God damn. I, I basically I basically won the other day. Oh, nice. It's flattering, Meef. It's flat. See, yeah. I I grow facial hair like Jack Evans, which is to say, I shouldn't grow facial hair, but I still do. I'm really, I'm saddened and offended, Urban. I'm really, really, I'm, until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.